Welcome to the Ladies Power Lunch Podcast with Dr. Davia Shepard, a resource for women in business, presenting a wide range of topics exploring professional growth and personal development. And now, Dr. Davia Shepard. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Grow Your Business Smarter, Live Your Optimal Life. Our guest today is Brittany Quigan. And Brittany, will you just share with everybody who you are and what you do? Absolutely. My name is Brittany Quagan, and I am an intuitive healer, a spiritual teacher, and a licensed therapist. I love all those things. And you're the bringer of the positive energy. Guys, <laughs> let me just tell you, I experience the energy of others, perhaps in a very intense way. Some people call it being an empath. I don't really like engaging with those particular terms but I have to tell you I feel people's energy and when Brittany walks into the room even if it's the zoom room you can feel that pure positive energy just radiating off of her and so it is my sincere pleasure to welcome her to hang out with us today and we're talking about something that I think you know what everybody needs to have some conversation about we're talking about changing your life, living your optimal life, actually living it by design, getting rid of, or maybe not getting rid of, but editing, as you say, Brittany, editing the format that has been set out for you and making it what you want your life to be. We were talking earlier and Brittany explained that one of the things that we need to do is we need to stop and look at the story that has been written for us and be an active participant in making the edits. Can you say a little bit more about that, Brittany? Because I thought that was like, that hit me right here in the heart. <laughs> yeah, I think we really get used to following norms and following just sort of like this standard protocol of what you're supposed to do, right? Like go to school get a degree, get a job, make sure you're going to make enough money, get married, have kids before you're 30. If you're a woman, because as my mom used to say, your eggs are going to get scrambled (laughs) or I know she said rotten things to me, man. Um, just we, we fall in line with this supposed to idea that's around us. And there's no there's no thought really into like, what do I really want to do here? And what, what does it mean if I don't figure that out until I'm 26, 30, 35, 60, like, what does that mean? And we just kind of go with the supposed to's without pushing back on no, you know what? I'm 55 and I'm going to go get my MD and I'm going to be a gynecologist or I'm 35. And I realized, you know what? I don't want to have kids and I don't have to, or I'm 26. And I just spent all this time in school for this thing. And I realized I just want to open up a crystal shop or, you know, whatever the thing is, but we don't, we don't stop to a see how the story we've been 
writing all along has kept us complacent or kept us just kind of being pushed along. And it's shocking to realize that we actually can stop it and change it at literally any moment. But Brittany, do you think that people don't realize that they can change it? Do you think that there's, it's almost like, it's almost like we didn't know that we could? Yes. Yes. And it's because of the story. It's like, well, no, I could never do that because then that would unravel everything or I'd have to move. And like, what, what if I don't make friends or what if my money, like, what if I don't like it? Or what if I don't have money? And the idea of doing it creates a bunch of like walls that come up with all of the additional story details of why we can't. And it's like deeply rooted in the stories that we've been telling ourselves all along, which are typically full of fear and fear that has come from our parents' fear (laughs) and their parents' fear. And this story that just is so, so deeply rooted within us and within our family's construct. And then also the norms of the world. You know what this reminds me of? There's a meme that I think I've been seeing on social media with a racehorse tethered to a plastic chair and the horse is just standing there and it makes you think like, huh, there is no reason. This horse could go about its business, but Mm -hmm. the idea of being tethered to that plastic chair is keeping it stuck. It feels like what you're talking about really is suggesting to us that we have so many options, but we're not exploring them because we don't realize that we can. One of the things that you talk about and you suggest that it might be a little bit controversial is that we're never going to be good enough. Oh my goodness. We're never going to be good enough. What does that mean? Can you contextualize that for us? Yes, because the idea of good enough doesn't exist. And everybody has a different idea of what that means. I love that so much. Yeah. For one person, good enough means that you have to be a multimillionaire and, you know, have this big giant house and all these big fancy cars. And that's, that's how you know that you're good enough. And for others, it's, I just have an extraordinarily happy life and that's good enough. So you have to decide what your good enough is. And if it seems like it's something unattainable, you have to do some digging and find out why that is. Like, what is the story that you're telling yourself that this is an unattainable goal for me? And whose goal is it? Is it actually mine? Or is it somebody else's? Is it an idea that's been planted in my head based on the story? That's something deep and meaningful. And I think that's something that people will be able to dive deeply into because the truth is we do have a lot of goals and ideas of what a good life would be that have not come from us at all. And so if we're not meeting that standard, if we're not leveling up to that level, it can leave us feeling inadequate Mm -hmm. and feeling badly about ourselves and feeling, dare I say, unhappy for absolutely no reason because these things aren't ours these goals aren't ours we probably don't even want them anyway for me to be honest 
My best life is probably working a lot less than I am now and being able to make it to the beach more often. Like that is, that's it. And of course my, my kids are happy. That's pretty much it for me. I really don't need a whole lot of stuff. And then again, there's some people for whom the stuff is exciting. And so if that's your deal, fine. I think it's so important to make sure that the things that we're wanting are the things that we're wanting so that we're making our decisions based on our desires and not the desires of ancestors. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And people will be putting expectations on you everywhere you go. And we have to decide, like, is this their expectation of me or is this something that I align with? Mm-hmm. A huge wake up call for me was not long ago. I was, I like to just observe kind of like how people are living their lives. And it, what really hit me was realizing that for so many people to just sit in your backyard and read a book on a nice day is a luxury because they're grinding it out and busting their ass constantly because of all of the pressures that are on them and the expectations that people have that you have to like work, 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 and do, 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 do. That doing something as simple as reading a freaking book on a nice day in a hammock has to be a luxury. And it's like, why is that a life that I would want? But at one point that was this idea in my head that, you know, you're going to grind it out and you got to be the CEO of this company and all you're going to do is work and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I'm going to be rich and famous. And then it was like, no, all I really want to do is like sit in my freaking yard and read a really good book. Like that to me is living an aligned, joyful existence, (laughs) at least like being able to do that once a week and not have it be some big ordeal where finally I get to do this. It just felt so ridiculous that I had to, I had to adjust my life because of it. Yeah. My whole life. I, I know a lot of the people who tune in to us, they are coming from that hustle culture, that Mm -hmm. sort of, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, which there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do. But if it's not what you choose, that's okay too. And I think it's important that we are reminded about this. So you're saying, if you're going to give us this blueprint of how we're going to live our life by design and not by default, you're saying we actually need to look at the story, look at what our life is, and make those edits. You're saying that don't worry about being good enough. I love a quote that you have, do not seek approval, do seek alignment. I thought that was brilliant. I may have to post that one on our Ladies Power Lunch Facebook group. And by the way, if you're not part of our Ladies Power Lunch Facebook group, where have you been? We miss you. We want you to come on over because we're having this kind of conversation over there all week long. We're supporting each other. We're helping everybody's business to grow and helping everybody to live their optimal life. So if you want to join us, go to growsmarternotharder.com slash Facebook. So, so simple. Brittany, you've also said that one of the things that we do need to do is we need to seek support. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of us feel like, you know what, I'm just going to go it alone. A lot of us are lone wolves. A lot of us feel like if we're not doing it alone or by ourselves, it's not going to get done right. Can you say a little bit about why it's important to have that support network? The first thing I would say is if we're coming at it at from the perspective that if I don't do it alone, it's not going to get done right. That's a part of our story we have to look at. <laughs> like what what is telling us that we are the only ones that can that can get something done correctly. Um but as far as support goes, I get it. Like I literally I'm a therapist and I didn't start going to therapy until two years ago. And I've been working in mental health for over 10 years because for me, like I would go to life coaches and I would seek out, um, spiritual groups and do a lot of spiritual development and wellness and meditation and stuff like that. But you can't call yourself out on your own bullshit if you don't know what your bullshit is. So it's really just a matter of, someone holding space for you and having conversations just like this, like me and my therapist talk like this all the time and hearing how we talk to ourselves because you're not going to, we are in here all day long. And so we're used to the patterns of thought, but when it starts to come out of our mouth and we actually hear what we're saying and how we say it to ourselves, that's the first thing that happens where it's like, Oh my God, I keep, I, now I hear all these excuses or like all this beating myself up or all this story that I keep playing out and they're just there to hold space and to highlight it. Hey, you just said this. Remember last week when you said the same thing, is this something that you often say? And then you're like, oh my God, it is. And it helps us really reread the story from an un, not necessarily unbiased, but from a fresh perspective to be able to make edits. And if anybody who's watching has ever written a book and you have to reread your own book a thousand times, you miss all of the the grammatical issues. You miss all of the typos. You miss all of that because it's the same thing over and over and over again. It's the same thing when you go and seek out support. You're gonna, you need a fresh perspective to look at it, to see those typos because otherwise you're not gonna be recognizing them. I just love that analogy so much because I'm so embracing of having support. One of my very first coaches that I had, she said to me, you always want to have a lot of support. And on the day that you feel like you have too much support, that's the day you need to go get some more support Mm because you're not thinking about it. Right. And I know for sure that it is really, really difficult to see the picture when you're standing in the frame. One of our friends likes to say, you can't see the label when you're inside the bottle. It's just not really possible to see ourselves in the way that a support member, a support partner can see us. So having somebody like a therapist or a coach support us through this process I feel like that's golden. You mentioned, and I loved this one. This one felt really, really good for me. You said, embrace the things that make you different. Don't dull your shine. Embrace what makes you quirky. Look, I'm coming from a corporate environment where being buttoned up and being a certain way was really, really revered. I 
was very often the only woman at the table. I was very often the youngest person at the table. I was very often the only person of color at the table. And so I fit myself, Brittany, viewers, listeners into a box that was so small and so tight. For those of you who are watching and not necessarily following along on my podcast, you could see that I have surrendered to the curly hair. What? Back in corporate days, this was all pulled back in a very straight blue dread bun. And, you know, everything was just a very, very specific way. Nobody could know, for example, that I am a big sci-fi nerd. That was just something that would never, never be shared. Now everybody knows those secrets out, guys. And guess what? I've made so many friends as a result of it. Yes. Exactly. It's like I found my folks. Where have you been all my life? Yep. Yep. So wh- what 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 is it that happened with you that made you decide that you know what? One of the things, one of the five points that I want to share with people when it comes to transforming their lives is really em- encouraging them to embrace who they are at their core. Um, the first thing that I think of is the fact that being a psychic medium landed me a role for Yale psychiatry, (laughs) which is something that we all want to hear that story now. (laughs) Who wants to hear that story? Everybody just (laughs) raised their hands. Come on, Brittany. Yeah. So I, I own journeys school for the soul where we would do readings and we would need, we would, sorry, I was reading the. chat that popped up right on we would um do readings and I would teach people how to do readings and we had uh meditation we had all kinds of stuff there it's amazing and doing that work led me to participate in a research study on people who have um experiences with hearing things that other people aren't And they were looking at folks who had these experiences, but had no need for a diagnosis or any struggles, because if you actually look at what that means on paper, it would be auditory hallucinations. And when we think of hallucinations, we think of people who are unwell. And so I participated in this research study and got along really well with one of the doctors who was leading it. And at the time I was in school to get my license or to get my master's, to get my license, to be a therapist. And I had reached out to him about clinical hours because you need that to get your license. And the next thing that I knew, um, I was managing this neuroscience lab and working at this clinic and all of them all of the people who work there are fully aware that I'm the psychic medium and that I'm coming from a completely different perspective than they are. Uh, I'm at a table with psychiatrists, not because I needed the medication, but because I was working with them to teach them that people can have experiences that are unusual or spiritual and not need a label and not need to be stigmatized for their entire life. And If I didn't come out of the broom closet, as I call it, with being a a psychic medium and doing this spiritual work, I never would have gotten the job at 
Yale. And I never would have established a really solid clinical background for myself to then take to my clients in therapy and then still be able to embrace the psychic medium piece. Um, so it's the, you never know what the next door is going to lead to when you simply surrender to who you are, welcome that in, embrace it, and just see like where the journey takes you. Because in a million years, I never would have thought I'd be working at like an Ivy League college. I thought the only thing that would have gotten me into Yale psychiatry would have been an actual psychotic break. <laughs> so <laughs> not, not oh working there. Brittany, this story is everything. <laughs> and so my hope is that having shared with everybody how absolutely huge of a sci-fi nerd I am might actually get me on one of my favorite shows sometime in the future. You never know. Yes. Captain <laughs> Davia? No? <laughs> yes. Not really a very good ring to it. We're, we're workshopping this one. If you guys have ideas about who I will be in the next Marvel movie, Please send, <laughs> please send your suggestions. <laughs> Drop it over in our Facebook group, growsmarter.harder.com slash Facebook. Awesome. Brittany, the last one that you shared with us was take action, but don't forget to hold space for fun and play. Nourish your inner child. Say more about that. Yeah. Life does not have to be all work and it is a success to be able to nourish these parts of ourselves that seek joy and seek fun and seek play and really magic. You know, we, the thing that I noticed was I would look at social media, which can be hit or miss, depending on the, the mindset that you're in at the time. And I would notice feelings of jealousy and longing when I would see people doing things that looked really fun. And I had to stop and ask myself, well, what are you upset about? Because you are not having any fun. You're not experiencing any playful playfulness. And when I started to embrace that, I just felt more full and I felt more alive. And it allowed me to feel like my cup was, was full and I had more to give to others. I wasn't just depleted because my entire schedule was working and binge watching stranger things or, um, you know, laying there dead because I'm exhausted or needing to go to therapy or needing to get a massage because I was in pain. It was, I'm making space for this fully balanced life of work and play and enjoy in both areas, not just in these little snippets that I hope to create for myself every few months. Um, one of the first things people tend to do when they're overwhelmed or overworked is to cancel their plans with friends and to cancel their fun plans. And what does that leave you with? More work. So I'm going to add to that do not list, which is do not cancel fun first. Cancel the things that aren't an absolute priority and responsibility. Cancel the things that aren't fun. 
if you go to family gatherings out of obligation, but you want to freaking die at the end because all they're talking about is trauma and politics and things that just cause you incredible amounts of anxiety, cancel that. But don't cancel going out to the vineyard with a friend or having your friends over or getting a cup of coffee with a friend or going to a movie or going to play laser tag or whatever it is that that you had planned because those things are imperative for a balanced, happy life. I love that. Brittany, before you go, I'm going to put you right on the spot. Can you give us one little homework assignment? Just one thing that we can take from today's show and go implement in our lives. Yes. Your homework assignment, and I give this to all of my clients, I want you to start making a list of all of the things that you find yourself saying, I wish I could do that. I want to do something like that. I would love to do something like that. I don't care if it's something like you're watching TikTok and they're making some, they're making soup dumplings and you're like, oh man, that would be so delicious to make. I don't care if it's a restaurant you've always wanted to go to. I don't care if it's um, traveling, anything. It could be anything at all. Start keeping a running list of that and then look at what is on that list and start to ask yourself why. Why haven't I implemented those things? What's the story telling me that I can't do that? Because you're going to do two things with that assignment. One, you're going to start seeing the things in your life that you want to implement to create more joy, to create more fun, to create a more balanced, happy life. And two, you're going to start getting into the habit of asking yourself what the story is that limits you from living the life that you want to live. That's the best the best homework ever. And I am, I'm going to raise my hand right now for those of you who can see us on the show, or for those of you who are listening to us on the podcast, I'm just going to narrate this, me raising, this is me raising my hand. I am going to do this and it'll be interesting to continue this conversation over in Ladies Parlance Facebook group or smarternotharder.com slash Facebook, where we can all add to that list of, hey, these are things that we like. These are things that are fun with us for us. These are things that for some reason are not showing up in our lives in the way we would want to and why and how can we make that happen? I think that's tremendous. Brittany, it's been such an outstanding pleasure having you on the show. Clearly, going to have to have you back. <laughs> But guys, wait, there's more. There's always more. There's always more. Brittany is a best-selling author, and she is actually going to be one of our outstanding facilitators on our Ladies Power Lunch Fall Summit, which is going to be October 17th in person and virtual and October 18th virtual only. So if you'd like to come hang out with Brittany, gonna share a secret with you she's our first presenter on the program (laughs) no pressure (laughs) she is going to be presenting our first workshop of the day on October 17th so I'd love for all of you to come on over and hang out with her if you can come in person we're gonna be at Farmington Gardens 
in Farmington, Connecticut. So get on your trains, your planes, your automobiles. If you have to swim, fly, <laughs> I don't know. If you want to float over, however you transport yourself, we welcome you. Come on over. And if you want to get more information about Summit, about who the other presenters are going to be, just go to growsmarternotharder.com slash ticket and you can get more information there. I am so excited to have you as part of our upcoming anthology that we're launching in October, and also to have you on the program for a Ladies Power Lunch Fall Summit. I'm also excited to be able to come to you, Brittany, as a friend, and to have you on the show. It means so much. And guys, thanks so much for tuning in. It's been a great show today. I'll see you guys on the next show. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Find out more at our website, www.ladiespowerlunch.com. And find us on YouTube at youtube.ladiespowerlunch.com. This is a production of the LPL Podcast Network.